It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. This is the Prep Rally Podcast, and I'm the host, Chip Souza, and I'm joined by Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette and River Valley Democrat Gazette reporters, Henry Apple, Ricky Fires, and of course, the veteran, the one and only Leland Barclay down in Fort Smith. Leland, how are we doing down there in the River Valley today? Nice and warm. Uh, sure. I, I knew you were going to say that. I was down in Van Buren. I talked to Leland Saturday. I was down in Van Buren Saturday watching my granddaughter play softball. Ricky, 97 degrees. The closest shade was over in Salisaw, Oklahoma. You had to drive from Van Buren to Salisaw to get shade. Well, it's softball. It's baseball. It's supposed to be hot. Yeah, yeah. And it, was, it met that criteria for sure. So we've got week zero in the books. We had some great opening games last week. I tell you what, though, Leland, now I know you saw a couple of good ones. You saw, I know you had the uh, win on Tuesday night. We talked about this on the podcast last week. The Alma's big win over Van Buren in the Battle of the Bone. Alma mm-hmm. got that one, ended a, a four or five year season losing streak to that four, one. Yep. Congrats to Alma on that one. Then Leland went down to, uh, to uh, Little Rock on Thursday and watched Harbor and Parkview, a Parkview team, Leland, that uh, they seem like they're the real deal. They will be. They will definitely be a contender for the Class 5A state championship. And you say 5A because they are now. You know, they moved down to 5A, and they are definitely a contender. Absolutely. But the best game of the week, in my opinion, was the one that Henry got to witness over at Tiger Stadium at Bentonville, and that was a track meet. Henry, that was the best way you could put it. When you sit here and look, they combined for 102 points. Wow. And 1,038 yards of total offense. That is eight points away from Bentonville's highest scoring game in school history ever. How long did it take you to do all them stats? Not long when I have – the good thing is I have this little app that I use on my phone. I tried that too, Henry, but my fingers are so fat I hit four numbers at a time (laughs) in my stat. One game I covered, uh, some team rushed for 4,000 yards. Yeah, so I pretty much have my stats Extra done. Yep. Yeah, oh, I haven't done with them minutes. That's a new league record. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, we got to stop this oh, thing right oh, now. All right, all right. Cut, start cut over. Hang up start on over. Leland. Hang up on him. There we Pet go. peeve in yeah. the sports department. There you go. Uh, so uh, that one, Henry, fifty-four, forty-six, Bentonville, 56, or fifty-six, forty-six, Bentonville over Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, a very good Broken Arrow team. Bentonville didn't know kind of how they were going to be this year. Henry, now the defense giving up 46. That's that's a little red flag there. But I know Broken Arrow's good. But Bentonville offensively putting up 56 with a new quarterback, breaking a new quarterback and everything, that's impressive. You know, Carter Knight threw for five touchdowns. And I heard Jody Grant saying his uh, post-game talk with the team, he couldn't remember if a Bentonville quarterback had ever thrown for five touchdowns in a game. Well, 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 it wasn't under his regime, right? It it hadn't been. A few had had four, but nobody had ever thrown five since Jody Grant had been head coach. The last one to do it was Casey Ford in 2014, which was Barry Lunny's last year. Gotcha, gotcha. So Bentonville gets the big win. I was over, and Ricky and I were over at uh, Centerton Friday night to see Bentonville West against uh, Booker T. Washington. They have a uh, University of Arkansas commit, Booker T. did, uh, Micah Teese. He was a receiver. Bentonville West apparently had him circled big time coming into that game, and they held him in check. Now, he did have about 80 yards receiving, which is a a good night. That was a career career for Ricky. 
Yeah. You know, 80 yards, that's a career for him. But they held him down pretty well. And I tell you what, Ricky, I was highly impressed with Bentonville's West defense. Bentonville West defense, uh, Henry, they, I mean, they absolutely locked it down. They locked down the run game for Booker T, made them kind of one-dimensional, and uh, played, played well. I'm sure this um, kid from Booker T, his last name is Tease. Yep. Uh, he's had better games. Uh, he was playing Nick Bell and Josh Buxton at the corner. Did a great job did a on great him. Job. Great uh, Tease job. had some drops, too. He did. He had he some did. drops. And, uh, man, I was really impressed with the way Bentonville just – they came out there smoking and they hitting. Did. They were physical. They did. You know, but Booker T, um, I'm sure they're going to be a fine. They won nine games last year, went to the state semifinals in 6A2. But, uh, man, Bentonville West really impressed me. And, and with the way uh, their physicality, yeah. I thought they were tough. Of course, their, their run game with the uh, uh, pass game with the, the Durham. And, uh, but I was really impressed with uh, uh, Bentonville West defensively. Yeah. Now, offensively, uh, Rick, they didn't play that well. The run game was pretty much non-existent. Uh, they're going to have to get that shored up. And a lot of penalties. A lot of penalties. And, and, and uh, Brian Pratt did talk about that in the post game and said we've got to run the football better. Um, and we got to cut down on the self-inflicted, uh, you know, uh, uh, the penalty. You know, you're right, a lot of penalties, several holding penalties and things like that. And see, you know, it's the first game, and a uh, couple times they had to call timeout because they had uh, 12 men on the field. Yeah, I think that, you know, the Booker T was you know, running a, you know, kind of a no huddle and getting lined up quick. But you got to be ready. Everybody's going to do that. you got to get ready. Yeah, we weren't perfect our first game. I don't no. know. I think I got my name right, and that was about it. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't Rick, know if I, got I, I edited it. I had to. Okay, uh, you, thank you. You missed that S at the end. Uh, yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah Ricky, uh, fire. No. I tell you work. what, though, Henry, you've had a front row chance to see Nick Bell play. I haven't really seen him play that much. I, I was so impressed with that kid. He he impacted the game in a lot of different ways. He he picked up a, a blocked field goal, ran it back for a touchdown, caught a pass. Uh, played great defense. Interception. Got, it got an interception. And the funny, on the interception, he had gotten called for defensive holding on a couple of plays before on that same route. And, uh, and I talked to him after the game, and he said, yeah. He goes, the next time I just made sure I kept my arms down, made a play on the ball. And he said I was, you know, was there to make the interception. And, and uh, um, he said, I got to do, be- do a better job uh, of keeping my arms down and not getting called for penalties. But he owned it, and, uh, and he said, I'll do better. Yeah, and I thought he was the star of the game. I no mean, question. the T kid, kid is really good, but I, I don't follow recruiting that much. But Nick Bell would make somebody a, yeah. a really good player in yes, college. He yes, he will. Um, so that was kind of the big games up here uh, uh, in Northwest Arkansas. Leland, we're going to turn it over to you. Talk to us about the Battle of Rogers Avenue and Northside's just continued dominance in this game against its crosstown uh, Southside. Well, I'll tell you what's uh, – what's, of course, you know, anytime we talk about Northside, we talk about their speed, yep. and they have it to burn Man. this year. I don't know, though, Leland. Uh, you hung right in there with with uh, with uh, was it Damari Smith on that foot race there that day. For at least the first five yards, you were still in that race. Uh-huh. Maybe five. He kept wanting <laughs> to give me a, a head start. I said, I don't want a head start. But he's really fast. He had a 43-yard touchdown reception, and it was and it was well guarded. I mean, it was well defended. Uh, but the play of the game was uh, it was 14 to seven, getting late in the second quarter, not right before the half, but late in the second quarter. And Southside had Northside backed up to the 25-yard line. First play to Kavion Keen took a handoff yeah. up the middle. Stiff-armed four tackles and went down the left sideline 75 yards for a touchdown, and you won't see a better touchdown run this season. That was one of three for King. 
I saw that the video of that one, and he looked like uh, Ricky. He looked like Darren McFadden telling that Auburn guy, "Get up off of me!" Oh man, yeah. I love a good stiff arm. Yeah, he uh, he he put he put it right his, his right in that right in the defender's face uh, face mask and pushed him off. Get get off get, of get me. off me. Get off of me. I got places to go. Yeah, and and boy, he did. And Poons of Voice, uh, debut at quarterback was a good one. He was 18 of 23 for 220 yards. He also rushed for 52 yards and two touchdowns. So Northside is once again going to be uh, very good. But, you know, Southside did not uh, just fold up and go away. No, they didn't. And, you know, Leland, they're trying to break in a new quarterback. They thought they had their guy. He was going to be a three-year starter for Kim Dameron down there. And uh, we're talking about David Sorg, and then he ended up getting a baseball injury, and he's going to miss the season. So uh, they kind of had to go back a little bit to the drawing board there. Well, a little bit. And then also uh, Amari Tucker, their starting running back, who would have been their starting running back, uh, turned an ankle pretty pretty severely in pregame warm-ups and did not oh, play and man. will not play this week. And they don't know that. The really how uh, how serious that injury is, and oh. that was in pregame warmup. So oh, now they're kind of scrambling, and like Coach uh, Dameron said today, when I talked to him for my for the notebook, uh, they kind of turned to Plan D. Yeah. Uh, now Isaac Gregory responded with 84 yards rushing. He also had 62 yards uh, uh, receiving. But George Harrell, the quarterback, was 22 of 47 for 346 yards. And you think, well, that's less than 50%, but they counted eight drops. Oh, Lord. Wow. So so now you're talking possibly 30 of 47 for over 400. And I know drops is, the, you know, that's part of the game. Right. That's yeah. one of the things that, you know, Daryl Royal used to say about when you pass the ball. Yep, three things can happen, but, two are bad, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, and I know drops happen, but, uh, you know, Southside ended up with 482 yards of offense on 79 offensive plays and 24 first downs. Wow. So they uh I think Southside's going to be a much improved team and they, and they're going to be uh they're going to be very interesting to you know to watch this year. They host Van Buren this week. They also lost a starting linebacker in the first defensive series of the game. So they're down two players already and uh you know that's that's something that that coaches can't predict. Um you know, his, his injuries, especially this early in the year. I was going to ask Henry uh, about that Bentonville game. You know, I, I, I go through and compile the stats and, you know, all that stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing the stats for this Bentonville game, and I'm doing these broken arrow stats. And I, I'm doing it, and, and I think, now, wait a minute, who won this game? Broken Arrow had 92 offensive plays for 583 yards and 36 first downs. Mm-hmm. And they got beat by ten points. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe first downs are overrated. Maybe they're overrated. Well, like, uh, and, and in the words, I think things? if you look in the dictionary at the phrase "statistics are for losers," yeah, I think Rick Fires invented that statement. <laughs> I, I heard it from an old coach about yeah. thirty years ago. And you know another overrated uh, time of possession. Yeah, I don't put go. any stock in there time of possession. Yeah. Uh, also want to give a big shout-out to Rogers Heritage, first-year coach yes. Eric Munoz. Uh, won their first game since 1875, I think, over there, Henry, or maybe maybe 2020. But uh, broke a long losing streak for Heritage. So congratulations to Eric Munoz. Ricky, he's one of our guys. He's one of our guys. One of our you know guys. What? And I saw, I saw them, what, two, three weeks ago in a scrimmage. 
against Poto and Prairie Grove, and I was really, really, I said, man, this team's got a shot. Now, I'm not going to say that you're, they're going to go to playoffs, win six, seven games, but uh, that's, a, that's a great start for them. Positivity, Rick, goes a long way. They get a little momentum there yes. at Heritage. Uh, you know, that, that accounts for a lot, uh, a little momentum, well, a little, it, a little, uh, little positivity. And it always helps to have a returning quarterback with it some does. experience. And, and that's one thing they do have, and that's always nice to have. And Amir Dingle, you know, he was kind of the third-string guy at Southside last year, and his family got a, a new job in northwest Arkansas. And he rushed for 110 yards and a touchdown. So that was a nice uh, move in for them as well from Southside. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, I finally went and looked it up. Uh, when was the last time Rogers Heritage started the season 1 and 0? You yeah. have to go back to 2015 wow. in order for this to happen. Wow. So, well, good, yeah. good job there, Eric Munoz and the War Eagles, and absolutely getting a win there. That's yeah. fantastic. Want to give out a shout out to another one. Uh, our guys, our guys, our guys, Bray Cook over at P Ridge. They got a big win yes. uh, against Gravit. Um, and uh, you know, last year, what P Ridge won one game. I believe that's correct. So good job there. Uh, had a chance to visit with Bray at our media day a couple of weeks ago. And uh, Bray is trying to build that program from the inside out, meaning Ricky from the lines back. The lines being the hardest to build yes. and the strength he's trying to build there. And if anybody yeah. knows how to do that, he does. Right. Yep. And so he's trying to build it from the inside out. And so uh, congratulations there to P. Ridge and one of our guys, Bray Cook, getting a win there. You know what? He's intimidating. You know, he's a big old boy, you know, former Razorback. How big uh, old boy are you? Nah, he's a big old boy. <laughs> you don't want to mess with him. And he's got that bushy beard and, yep. and everything. And I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I covered him in high school when he saw when he looks exactly like that. He does. He does. He uh, he just a big dude, and he's uh, trying to get it done the right way over there. And uh, you know, P Ridge is uh, trying to make that move to 5A, and, and that's a slow process. Uh, but they'll get it done. They will get it done. And everybody in that community loves Bray Cook, yes. and they're going to give him every opportunity to build that program. So yep. congratulations there. Uh, what else, Henry? Any other big games before we talk about the big game? This week, that's going to be played at Shallow Christian Friday night. You know, well, the, I'm going to mention one of the Otter games that uh, Otter like a, otter. In a no, water no, 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 odd as in more odd. I thought we were going. I thought we were doing a hunting show there. Yeah, for that's, yeah. yeah. You know, outdoors. We, we need a football team around here with a nickname. The, the otters. otters would be yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. but uh, maybe we just make one up. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Yep, there we go. <laughs> Leland. Oh, by the way, Leland said he was going to get him a Village Academy T-shirt. Did you get one? Betcha. <laughs> I've got two of them. So, <laughs> but it was. I'm gonna have. I want to have the score of their best season. Of the scores of their games printed the on the back. The whole season. The whole season. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, Lincoln and Greenland. And yeah. I think they're still scoring over there in that game. It was. Uh, you know, Lincoln had a 30 to six lead at halftime, and at one point in the third quarter. 44-14 lead. You're thinking, oh, hey, this is going to be easy. Hey, there's just one score away. We get the running clock. It, it's all yeah, over. Mercy rule. Yeah. Greenland then comes storming back. They scored 24 unanswered points. Wow. Made it 44-38, and all of a sudden, what is this? <laughs> and it ends up being 58-38. But I was talking earlier this week to Reed Mendoza about it. He said, you know, it was – he said, everything was clicking, and all of a sudden, he said, we had a couple of turnovers, a couple of mistakes, and he said, hey, credit Greenland. They didn't give up, and here they come. He says, 
He says, you know, we didn't really just jump down the kids' throats or anything like that. He says, hey, it's just little things we could have corrected. And he says, we'll get them corrected. There you go. There you go. So some great games in week zero. And we move ahead now and go take a little look at week one this week. Yeah. Ricky, I know it's confusing, but this is week one. Okay. The big game on the agenda, and there's a lot of great games on the, to, on the schedule for this Absolutely. week, a lot of great Absolutely. games. But the big one, I think the biggest game in the state this week, in my little, for whatever it's worth, opinion, Little Rock Christian coming in to Shiloh Christian, two schools impacted by the competitive equity factor rule. Uh, Little Rock Christian, successful team in 5A, got bumped to 6A. Shiloh Christian, successful program in 4A, got bumped to 5A. So they will play each other Friday night at Champion Stadium. Ricky Fires and I will be there. Uh, we're going to have a hot dog before the game and uh, should be a good one. Uh, a hot dog? A. A. Okay. Okay, maybe three. Right. Uh, but uh, But anyway, Ricky, that's going to be a great game. And, of course, Shiloh did not play last week. They they decided not to play on week zero. So they're playing their first game of the season this week. Little Rock Christian laid the absolute smack um, on Little Central. Rock Central. Uh, last Friday night. So, Ricky, this should be a great game. And for folks don't know, I, uh, you know, I try to pick out a real good game each Friday night, go do a live column. I had initially penciled in another game. I think, Chip, I don't want to do that. I want to go to Shiloh And that's Christian. just how he said it, too, Henry, crying, I, whining, I, like a little whining. I, yeah. I want to go watch that. You know what? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Chip said, okay, come on. And but you I know said, what I'll, I said I'll go with you and keep you coming. <laughs> this is a uh, tremendous game, and uh, normally the team who's already played will have an advantage. But who, which one of y'all had it in the paper that uh, uh, for Shadow Christian they're like caged animals. They're ready to go. They're ready They've been to up. Yes. Yeah, was yeah, that I, you're, you're stealing out of my notebook that people's <laughs> going to be seeing tomorrow. Oh, oh, okay. It's a teaser. <laughs> well, I'm teasing that right now. But, yeah, I love that quote. And, yeah, and by the way, get a paper tomorrow yeah. uh, <laughs> online, whatever, however you do it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Shallow, I was over there anyway, and I saw them a little bit of prayer, and they are fired up and ready to go. And this is just a tremendous game. Maybe the best game in the state. I think it is, Rick. I think I, it I, is. I, what do you think, Leland? I, I cannot argue with that. I mean, especially if you look at um, – and this is going to be one of those games where um, neither team will have a huge advantage no. at quarterback like they will the rest of the season. Right, These right. are two of the best quarterbacks yes. in the state. So if nothing else, it's going to be worth going and watching Walker White for Little Rock Christian and, of course, Eli Wisdom for Shiloh Christian. Yeah. Go ahead, Henry. Yeah, I know I was talking to Jeff Conaway about the game earlier this week. I'm working on my notebook where Rick's trying to steal my notes and all that. But he – got to put that in protective mode over there yeah, so yeah. Ricky can't get it. So, uh, but he said to me straight out, he said, anybody who shows up at Champion Stadium Friday night and pays the $5 – they're going to get their money's worth that. I mean, more. Ricky has to pay? I don't know. I'll have to go talk to him. Maybe charge him double. That's what I'd do. That's <laughs> what I would do. Well, it should and be. And I, I know the standard's real high, but it could be another one of those games like that Arkadelphia game. It last could be. Year. It could be one of those. And, and I tell you what, that was, a, that was a great game. I was lucky to have gotten to cover that game. Um, and it could be one of those games. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. You're right. Henry, the stadium will be rocking, and, and it's going to be fantastic. What I want to know, uh, also going in and looking at this week's games, who in the world scheduled Bixby to play Harbor, 
Bixby brings a 50-game winning streak into this game Friday night. 50, 50 in a row. Well, if you want to get uh, ready for conference, <laughs> I guess that's the way to do it. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. They've won that's four state time. championships in a row. Uh, now, they, Ricky, they have gotten bumped up from 6A2 in Oklahoma to 6A1, so they're going to – you know, they're going to have their hands full. But w- based on what they did to Owasso, Oklahoma, last week, I think Bixby's going to be just fine in 6A1. But they absolutely destroyed Owasso, Oklahoma. Yeah, you know what? But our teams ain't scared. They ain't scared. They ain't scared. Come on. They ain't scared. Let's go. Bring it on. I don't care. It is. They're not scared to go into Texas or Louisiana over in Oklahoma. Let's go. Let's go. Let's roll it up and let's go, baby. Let's yep. go. So uh, that's what we got going on. Now, uh, Leland, I know you're going to be at a big game too. Greenwood, we don't say this very often. They come into their game this Friday night off of a loss in the season opener at Stillwater, Oklahoma. They got Gundied. Uh, Gundy took it to them. Uh, so they come into that one. But that should be a good game, Leland. This is a game, right, that they were supposed to have played a couple of years ago but got COVID, COVID wiped it out. Is that right? Well, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, in a sense. I mean, it's – Greenwood wants to keep, wanted to keep Northside and Southside on the schedule, obviously for the gates, and you know how that sure, works. That sure. you know, alternate years back sure. and forth. But because of the nine-team conference, yeah. with Northside and Southside playing week zero, and then Greenwood and Northside playing week one, well, Greenwood starts conference play next, next week, week, so yeah. they had to drop the Southside game because of you know conference play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so that's a good one, of course. Uh, but I tell you, the one game up there that that I know Shiloh Christian, Little Rock Christian is one of the top games in the state. But one of the first scores that I'm going to be checking on throughout the night is going to be the Charleston at Elkins score. Yeah, that could be a good one. That could be a good one. That could be a very. And good I'll tell one. you I mean, another you've one. You've got Brandon Scott, who again is one of the top quarterbacks in the state. Yep. And of course. The best, the best, Dean, the best Dizzy nickname. Dean. He's uh, got a great name. Whichever name you use, uh, Leland is a great name. Dizzy Dean, Slade or Dizzy, either one. He's God. How, <laughs> how cool is that? Yeah. Well, at an interesting note on that, and I'm not going to give a teaser to that, but just uh, Coach May from Charleston. Um, well, just read the notes uh, in tomorrow's. Uh, you know, in the Thursday, paper, yeah, River Valley. It's Report. an interesting story about Dizzy and Daffy Dean. There you go. There you go. Um, so lots of great games. I tell you what, Leland, another big game too. We haven't even talked about it. Cabot at Bentonville West. Uh, Cabot coming off, you know, a win over Fayetteville uh, um, yep. in the opener last week. So um, you know, and Ricky Fayetteville's breaking in a whole new team, um, and they were you know, went down thirty-one twenty-eight to a, a, a Scott Reed is a. That yeah, guy getting—he so, is a yes. very good coach, and he is—you know—he doesn't get a lot of a mention out there because he's in the same conference with Bryant, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that guy does a great job, and Cabot is a really, really good team, and I'm giving them all the props. But I'm telling you, Fayetteville—they're lost a lot of players, but they're going to be just fine. Fayetteville lost. Well, two. And Cabot had the score with eight seconds left to win that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Fayetteville's going to be just fine. You know what? Fable lost two of their first three games last year and come back and yeah. and play for the final. So uh, well, you know, Rick, it hurts you know, a little bit. Septem- August and September don't at, mean it don't mean Jack. Jack don't mean squat Diddly, who, at all. It's what, what are you one doing in November and into December? That's that's, that's what it. matters. Yep. That's what matters. Well, and it doesn't get any easier for Fayetteville this week. Uh, no, not at all. It does. Got North Little Rock also coming in off a loss. Yeah. Uh, so it's you know you got two. Teams really surprised by that big loss. Yeah. What well, about, when you talk about Conway and Bentonville. Yeah. 
and that one, and then we got that one. Uh, and so just lots and lots of great games. There were so many great games this week, Ricky, that I, we basically ran out of people in space uh, for you know to get all of it in uh, because of just a, such a, an abundance. I wish they would save a couple of these for week three when we have kind of a slim yeah uh, <laughs> slim pickings slim pickings that week. You know, the, I think next year all schedules have to go through Henry before they can get approved, and they have to go through him and let yep. him sign off on them and go. No, I'm sorry. Uh, you can't no. play this week. I got to bump we you got, to the next we week. We're, we're we going to institute there. the competitive scheduling factor. But I can't be bought out. There, there you go. Just get him a minor league baseball cap, and he's good to go. And He'll a be, couple of cheeseburgers. And maybe. a couple of cheeseburgers, <laughs> maybe. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and close out the show today. Listen, boys, we could, we could go on for for a couple of hours. Yes. We got such such good stuff. Also, want to mention a little volleyball action last night. A little news: Fayetteville girls uh, got a sweep over Bentonville. Henry, I know you don't follow volleyball. I don't follow it that much. Paul Boyd is our volleyball guy. Him and Ethan Westerman are handling volleyball for us. Nobody's going to touch Fayetteville. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think anybody's going to touch them. She just reloads. Yeah, they are just absolutely incredible. Uh, Ricky, I was going to tell you this, and you'll uh, and you won't find this to be any kind of surprise at all. Dealing with some of the outlawism in Oklahoma. Yes. Uh, but Fayetteville went over to Bixby, which also has a stellar volleyball program. Um, I believe it's Bixby. Might have been. No, I'm sorry. Tulsa Bishop Kelly went to Bishop Kelly. Yes. And a very good uh, volleyball program, and they were in the second set of a very very close match. And somebody pulled the fire alarm. Of course, Bishop Kelly was behind when they pulled the fire alarm. Rick, you think there's any shenanigans there? I believe so. Maybe somebody gave him a little signal. Like, yeah, yeah. come on, go, go, come go, on. Go, That's so favorable team. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so anyway, but no, I talked to to Jessica Phelan. She said they are going to try to to finish that matchup at some point. But Fayetteville. Uh, Kennedy Phelan, uh, Jessica's daughter. So they got to oh, go all the way back and do that? Yeah, but, you know, I mean, volleyball, they – you, you think football ain't scared? Volleyball definitely ain't scared no, to play. No, that's right. They will play. Those girls will get after it, and it doesn't matter if they're ranked or whatever, they get after it. Um, so they'll go over, as she said, they're going to try to they, – if they can get it worked in. But, Henry, you know, with this nine-team conference now for all sports except for football in the 6A West, it's hard to work in these non-conference games. Yeah, you, you're going to have to um, – I know unless you've got that open date, we'll say, hey, hey this is our open date. Can yeah. you can play us up. there, you know, or are you going to play on a Saturday or something like that or one of their odd days like a Monday or something like that. But that's the way it's going to go for the next couple of years. Absolutely. So I also want to give a couple of teasers here. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about this much, but I'm going to talk about it just a, just a little bit right here. The Rick on the Road uh this series that Rick fires, the award-winning – Rick, how many years in a row is this for you to be the number one columnist in the state? Oh, come on. Oh. I'm not, uh, probably seven. Okay, All right, something like that. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Who's counting? Who's counting? No. When you get that high, well, you're – if it's on two hands, Ricky, I know you struggle with that, but he is on his second hand now. Uh, anyway, Rick came up with this idea to do this package, uh, a series. Uh, of, of stories where he's going to visit a different town in our 12-county coverage area that he has designated as a, quote-unquote, a football town. These are towns that have a rich and storied history um, in football. So every week, Rick and Charlie Kajo, uh, our also award-winning, not yes. seven-time, but an award-winning photojournalist, uh, have visited, are visiting a different town, and they're doing a documentary series to go along with Rick's column. It's called Rick on the Road, and it publishes every Friday in the digital replica edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Last week, the series started with the Prairie Grove Tigers and yes. head coach Danny Absher, who's been the head coach there 
the only head coaching job he's ever had. Leland, you've talked about this. He's over 200 career wins, all as a black and gold Prairie Grove Tiger. But not only is he the architect of a successful program, he also is the head groundskeeper for Tiger Stadium, one of the last few remaining all natural grass uh, fields um, in the region. And he, Ricky, you're right in your story. You said he takes as much pride in that field as he does a well-executed trap play out at the wing tee. Absolutely. If you want to, hey, if you got time, uh, don't start getting him on long here because you're going to be there for a while. He takes a lot of pride in that. And like Chip said, you know, everybody's going to artificial turf. And even the guys who do, you know, some of the smaller schools do, uh, you know, they say, hey, uh, gopher guy, go over there and mow the lawn for me or sprinkle uh, some fertilizer. No, Danny does it himself. Yeah. Uh, you can drive there during the middle of the summer when everything, the grass is all burned up, and the, uh, the Tiger Stadium, the grass turf there is going to be pristine, yes. looking good. So uh, we're off to a good start on that. And um, This week, Ricky, where do you go? Where do you go this week? we got Farmington. And uh, Alan Holland, the architect Alan, of the Cardinal yes. success uh, yes. back then. And uh, so he'll be at Farmington this week. Uh, other stops on the tour will be such uh, places like Alma, Alma, obviously Springdale, Springdale Fort, Smith, Fort Smith, Charleston, Boonville. Boonville. So all of these historic uh, football programs, um, Rick is going to get in his little white truck and he takes off down the road and, and Charlie Cajo goes with him and they document it. It's a great series. If you missed the one last week, you can always go back and see it. You can check out the video that Charlie <laughs> produced on it on our YouTube channel. So go back and check that out. Uh, We also want to mention the other things that we do during the week. Besides this podcast, Leland hosts the River Valley Report every week. That drops on on Thursday with his River Valley Report uh, with uh, all the sports going on down there. Um, Rick and I host, co-host the Prep Rally Game of the Week, and that can be seen, that video can be seen in the Friday Replica Edition. Um, So we got lots of different multimedia going on, and of course, uh, we bring you the best coverage that we can uh, every day in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette and the River Valley Democrat Gazette with Leland, Harold uh, McIlvain, and Walter Woody down there, and then the guys we have up here. And so if it's sports and it keeps score, we cover it. You know what? And the games that we can't get to, you know, we're spread out all over on Friday. If we can't get you, man, we're going to work the phones, uh, text messages, however you do it. Uh, get some of the mother games in there. And coaches, man, uh, please uh, uh, help us out because we do it for the kids. We want to get all these kids and their games in at least a Sunday paper as well. Absolutely. So that's going to wrap up this week's edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. Thanks for giving us a listen. I'm Chip Sousa for Henry Apple, Rick Fires, and Leland Barclay. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.